0: I'm Jake Watson, and this is the Saints Unscripted podcast, where we have conversations about faith crisis, topics that may be triggering about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints and the Gospel, church history, prophets, the Book of Mormon and the Bible, and so many other things. This is Season One Faith Crisis. That
1: the reconciliation that takes place, the closing of the gap that will happen at some point, down the road, whenever it is, will be glorious and beautiful. So if it's not until the judgment seat, when our spouse or our child or ourselves uh, comes to appreciate the Savior and love Him and, 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 and bow before Him and kneel and say, thank you for all you've done for me, if it's not until that moment, then okay.
0: Welcome back to the Saints Unscripted podcast. This is another episode, and I'm not going to make you guess because it's the same person, and he has the cool red glasses still. Leo, Leo's back again. (laughs) Surprise. Aren't those red glasses cool? Yeah. Maybe we should, uh, we've been thinking about like doing merch for Saints Unscripted. Wonder if yeah. we should do like a special red glass? And I'm, just, I'm just that makes me feel like I'm full of myself. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Gosh, don't don't. With do your that.
1: name on the side.
0: <laughs> Why did I say that? Oh my gosh, I'm probably gonna cut all this out anyway. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, we're we're gonna kind of continue the conversation from last time. We we talked a little bit about simplicity and complexity. And we're, we're really going to try to t- talk about that, but we talked about the ideal and the real, right. Where there's the, it, there becomes a gap from what's reality and what you see is should be, or hopefully would be ideal.
1: Yeah. So, um, so again, we have this amazing life where we experience complexity and suffering and all the difficulties of, of life. And it's, it was expected, it was planned for. Our heavenly parents, our savior, it wasn't like some surprise, like, oh no, they fought, they fell. Oh no. What are we going to do? Oh no. They're going to suffer. Oh no. I wasn't expecting this. No, (laughs) it was planned (laughs) for, they knew that this life was going to be really difficult for people. And, um, so we have this complexity in our own lives. Um, what we would see as ourselves as this ideal, you know, where we want to be, what we want to be. Um, free from mental health issues, free from financial issues, free from, you know, whatever it is, anxiety, depression, all the things that we struggle with. We want to get to this, this state where, um, we realize our ideal self, right? We want to be free from suffering. So we have this, but we have this, like, as like we talked about, the gap is closing where we start to reconcile some of the, we think differently about the issues that we have We think differently about mental health or about church history, whatever it is. And we start to close that gap and say, I'm going to be more comfortable in my uncertainty and more, more, more comfortable with uh, the reality that my life is. And I'm going to try to, you know, enjoy the journey, right? So you wake up and you say, I'm grateful for my life as it is right now. I've got lots of good things to be grateful for. And so we can kind of close that gap and say, my reality, my is, is becoming ideal. It's I'm able to th- see my re- my reality in a in a the silver lining, right? Life is pretty good. I'm going to be optimistic about how life is. But then of course, like I said, we're always chasing that because all of a sudden something else happens. We lose a job or we lose a loved one or we self-harm, you know, again. Um or we fall back into addiction or whatever it is or a loved one leaves the church or starts to doubt. So our, immediately our reality and our ideal, on this microphone's in the way, but mm-hmm. starts to you know go again. But we always wanna, we always, we're, we're driven to reconcile the two and close that gap. I and mean, so it's always, we're, we're kind of chasing the reality, keeps going further into the, the zone of complexity, of suffering, of difficulty. And we're always trying to reconcile that and bring, it, bring them together in harmony so that we can live in a state of, of simplicity. Where I'm like, I'm happy with my current situation. And that's why it ties into what the Savior said to my friend, Kurt, as I love you the way that you are right now, as, as broken as you are. I want you. I love you. I want to be with you and hold your hands and hug you right now. And if we can take his mindset, the Savior, the way he sees us right now as we are, our broken state, and say, he loves me the way I am. I'm going to love the way I am right now. And find good ways to view myself and my relationships that might be broken. I'm going to see the good that's there, and rejoice in the suffering as Paul did. So, yeah, we want to talk about uh, simplicity beyond complexity. A couple examples. So, my own ex- my own journey. I will share when I first realized this, and this was before I read. Uh, Faith is not blind from the Hafens and knew about this three stage model. But I was in a sacrament meeting. uh after I had started to believe in God again, and my Savior again started to feel more comfortable with this this idea of a, of a, a divine creator of someone who loves me. And memories of my past as a missionary and um, after my mission, serving the temple, um, memories, good memories with the scriptures, these things, I tried to remember as we we're asked to do during a sacrament. Remember, remember my Savior. And I was like, I want to remember my savior. I want to remember him and I want to worship him. And I want to do it in a simple, beautiful way as I have in the past. And so all of those things that I was still trying to understand complexity that was in the uncertainty that I was in regarding church history, I was trying to find answers and things, but I was able to sit there in a sacrament meeting. I remember the day that I was able to sit there and sing a hymn simple. I sang the hymn. I thought about my savior, his atoning sacrifice. I thought about, um, his love for me. Um, and I had a very spiritual experience and the spirit spoke to me again. I felt the spirit again and it'd been a while. And that moment of worship, simple worship was, Hey, I'm back. And the, like the toothpaste wasn't back in the tube because I had all this other stuff. Complexity was there, but I was able to focus in that moment and kind of receive that that spiritual, beautiful, light-filled moment like I'd been longing for. Um, and so it may be in the, during the sacrament when someone can kind of you know close that gap and became, have the ideal and the real kind of line up for a moment. And it's um, then after church we go back to oh I sit up late studying you know anti-material again and I'm still I'm struggling again. But I remember. I had that moment with my Savior. Simple worship; it was beautiful. Um, so that's just one example. The simplicity beyond complexity. I was able to mental gymnastics, compartmentalizing, whatever you want to call it. But I was able to put that to the side and say, "No, I want my Savior. I want Him right now. I want, I want You." And that's what we need to do. We need to be able to visualize Him, remember Him. Embrace him in any way we can through hymns, through art, however we can do it. Watching the chosen, we (laughs) talked about whatever it is. Connect with him in a simple way, and that's what he wants. He wants to hug us through our thoughts, our, our, um, you know, our emotions. Every way he can hug us. He can't come in the moment. He can, but he's not coming in the moment to hug us physically. But we can really just connect with him. If we find a way to simple, simplify our worship.
0: So by the time this episode comes out, I, uh, we were lucky enough to ask Dallas <coughs> Jenkins, uh, <laughs> wow. Some uh, questions about the chosen. And, uh, I had mentioned that I felt like it was almost a reintroduction to Jesus. Cause I feel like, I, I don't know, somehow I just felt, you know, disconnected, like, You know, that analogy you shared, like, I didn't feel, I I felt like he wanted that hologram of me and, and ah, that's such a beautiful thing. And, and, uh, you talked about, uh, creating those moments. So you had that experience in the sacrament meeting Mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, as of right now, I haven't had that experience in a sacrament meeting for, I, I really can't remember the last time. I, I had that and that sounds so beautiful and and so when you talk about creation create creating the that that moment I I just remember like if I can share an experience I know I don't really because <laughs> I'm still in this state where I'm just like okay Jake just ask questions you you can't say anything but I feel like uh someone someone you know trying to create a moment with God right mm-hmm and, uh, and I've said many times over multiple episodes, praying is hard. You know, I, I always say that, and I, I feel like I'm tired of saying that. <laughs> it's still hard, but I'm just like, okay, Jake's a broken record. He's going to say the same things uh, every episode. But I remember uh, just tr- tr- really trying to you know, kneel down and pray once. Um, and it would probably been a long time since I tried to do that. And, you know, I, I, I like to picture it like I'm just sitting in this dark, you know, room and it seeming like there's no door. It's just hmm. four walls okay, and a see ce- I don't know, maybe a ceiling <laughs> and it's just dark and I can't see anything. And, and, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, been, been in that state for a while and, and, and maybe for the, for the purpose of this little analogy, like I felt like that with God, right? Like I wasn't really feeling the spirit mm. um, and I wasn't really feeling a connection with God. Um, and I went through all the scenarios in my head. Okay, I must ascend. You know, maybe I sinned. Maybe I could have done better at repenting. Who knows? There's there's a list of things maybe I could have done better. But I was in the, that that the the reality of the moment was the reality. Okay, here I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't my ideal, but this is my reality.
1: Exactly. Oh,
0: here we go. Wow, Leo, you're wow, you're already having a huge effect on me. There right? you go. It's a good <laughs> thank principle. you for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that that time I I, tr- I really tried to pray and kneel down and try to just have that conversation. Tried to be open with him. And, um, and you know, it, probably the first time I did it, I didn't feel like this. <gasps> okay, here, here's the hug through the prayer. Here's, here's this moment that you need Jake to, to show you. Like, okay, yeah, my love is here for you. you mm-hmm. know? I'm going to give it to you when you ask. And I don't know if it was the first time, the second time, the third time. It probably was a few times. And it felt like like doors had opened. Mm-hmm. And then they closed back. And it was dark, but I could remember it. But it's still hard. like the door is open for a minute. So maybe that gap closed. I was like, is this, could this be the idea? Like I could be suffering, but I could still feel God's love. And then it went back to that gap. Hmm. And so I don't, I don't know if you can talk a little bit about that as far as like how rapid does the gap opening close? Yeah. Is it just like this all day? Like yeah, it feels like sometimes it's like, oh, it's ideal. Okay, no, 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 no. It's not. okay. It's back. It's back. Back. You know, I, I feel like, oh gosh, can I do this? I don't know if I can do this long
1: term, Leo. It's like exercise. You just exercised your arms.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting a little sweaty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what it's like. You're exercising your your mind and your heart and your spirit and everything. And your arms are actually happening. You know, it's happening. So yeah, that's right. It's an exercise takes practice. It takes patience. Yeah. Constantly, the ideal is constantly, you know, falling behind. And my reality is always going ahead. I'm like, man, I thought that. I, I, would, I would wish that in this moment that I could have this ideal situation, but it's not. What can we do
0: in the moments where the gap seems so freaking huge? Yeah. Like, because you talked about that moment you had in the sacrament meeting. Yeah. Um, How did you get to that moment where you could start to close that gap and feel like your reality is the ideal?
1: Okay. So we all hopefully feel a desire to have that connection with the divine, right? Um, Even when we're in our darkest time and even in people that leave the church and that find a lot of happiness and peace outside of the church and and non-belief or disbelief, um, there comes times when we start to, well, I kind of have a desire to believe and a divine creator, and divine purpose for being here on the earth. So this we can allow this, like Alma 32 talks about, right? Allow this hope or this desire to believe work within us. And if we can, the, one of my favorite uh, principles in the, in the gospel is consecration. One of the, my favorite doctrines is consecration. So if we can consecrate um, a, a moment that we know is coming up. So this Sunday, for example, we're going to go to sacrament meeting, if we can make it, hopefully.
0: That felt like a foreboding. Yeah, I mean, Sunday some of us coming.
1: <laughs> Sunday's coming. Yeah, every every week we have an opportunity to consecrate this moment. And if it's if it's not sacrament meeting, if you're not comfortable going to church right now, um, then make it a different time. But but pray and, and talk to Heavenly Father, um, and all the other glorified beings that are listening to you. Your Heavenly Mother, your Savior, everyone's listening to your prayers. So they direct it to the Father, but they're all listening and they all care. So talk to them and say, you know what, my reality is not ideal. I've got this big gap and these are all the things that I wish were the way they were and they're not, and I'm suffering. Talk about that gap to them. Explain the gap and explain how difficult it is and say, I would like to have a moment. Can you please guide me in, create, in creating a moment, in consecrating a moment where I can feel simple, worship and beautiful worship and be able to feel connected with you. Can you please help me to create this moment? And I will work towards that exercise, my faith particle of faith, small seed, whatever it is that I can, I can muster and, and then prepare for that moment. And if we, we take these moments and try to prepare for a sacred, beautiful, light filled experience. Um, I believe my testimony is that the savior will help us to consecrate that moment be able to have that connection and clear the, you know, clear the clouds for a moment, uh, for us. So, and if it doesn't happen, you know, cause we, we've tried and it didn't work. Try again, keep trying. Um, and the savior will eventually guide us to the point where we can create that moment of simple worship, beautiful worship again. Um, and so, yeah, that's my recommendation is to try to consecrate that moment by preparing through prayer, whatever it is, scripture study, go on a walk through the mountains, whatever, look at nature, look at beautiful images, um, of the, of the earth, uh, whatever it is that helps you to feel like you trying try to connect with the divine, prepare your mind, prepare your spirit, prepare your heart, quiet, try to quiet your mind and listen in that moment. And, uh, you'll. I believe we'll hear him if you do those things that,
0: uh, when you said prepare, my immediate thought was, how do I prepare? (laughs) And I, and I wonder if it's, maybe you can speak a little bit to this is, you know, okay. Like I can, I can try to have faith that that would work. Mm -hmm. I can try to have faith that I will, if I keep trying to reach out in dark moments and, uh, scary moments that, uh, you know, I can, I can try to have faith or, or I can try to want to believe that that can be true, uh, and prepare. And, and so in preparing, um, I guess that would look different for everybody. What preparation could mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm trying to think of myself, okay, how would I prepare what I just, try to take a small moment and desire to connect with him. Would I Mm -hmm. try to, you know, since my faith is my current faith is I would go to sacrament meeting to take the sacrament. I feel like that's a really sacred moment. Mm -hmm. So I would, if, if I'm trying to connect with the divine, I guess I would try to do things that relate to me connecting to the divine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it works with many other religions and, or other faiths that they have their ways of that relate to them to connect to the divine. So I'm not exactly sure where I'm going with this. I kind of just want an easy answer <laughs> from you. Like Leo, how can I prepare? What's the formula, but hmm. there's not a formula, right?
1: No, no I mean, not really. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, um, we're all unique. Right. And so You can just ask Heavenly Father, um, say, I need guidance to prepare. I want to prepare for these moments that I want to look forward to moments of simple worship. And help me prepare for those moments, please. (laughs) 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 I need need help. I I need to feel a
0: hug from you. Yeah. Please. (laughs) Yeah. I need a hug. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And uh, that's a good way to go. Um, I know some people that have done... Exactly that. Like, prepare a plan. Like, this is my plan. I'm going to consecrate my plan. My plan is to do this and this and this. Um, and I hope to hear back from you. And I humble myself and trying to listen and uh, be ready for that moment. And he does. He You know, the the spirit will pierce through the clouds of darkness and and reach us in ways in miraculous ways. Um, sometimes it's not the still small voice. It may be something that happens. Someone approaches you and says something an angel um, in real life comes and talks to you and, or it could be something that you've been hoping for that happens all of a sudden and God will talk to you and and manifest himself to you. As long as we have the eyes to see and the heart to feel and the ears to hear uh, God will reach us. If we're, if we're trying, he will reach us um, Hmm. eventually. And if he's not in the moment, um, then we just need to patiently keep trying. And it's, that's just the process. I mean, it's not easy. Uh, it's, it's, it's 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 designed that way on purpose
0: because yeah, there's a mist of darkness. Yeah, they're like the the iron rod analogy. Yeah, or the tree of life. I guess I should say. It's, One guest brought that up, and I was like,
1: "Oh, yeah, hey,
0: you have to." And now you're saying it. I'm like, "Okay, all right." Leo said it. Everyone.
1: <laughs> it's just that's the that's the purpose of this life is to struggle and to fight and to. And if, as we do that, we become more empathetic, um, powerful beings. You know, you go to someone who has never suffered a day in their life, who has an easy life, all the money in the world, um, and they have always had every need taken care of. Uh, school was easy, uh, work is easy, all their family is doing great. They have this ideal life. You don't go to them and say, Hey, I'm really suffering, uh, with this, like, you know, what are they yeah. going to say? Uh, you know, you'll get through it. you will be fine. Buck up.
0: Your reality will become what my ideal is sooner or later. <laughs> they don't have
1: empathy, right? right? Cause they haven't been through it. So we can rejoice in the suffering when it's happening because you're, you're becoming a, a powerful, empathetic, amazing, d- deep person. And we can always rejoice in Christ in those moments, right? And say Christ went through incredible suffering and he did that so he could be fully empathetic, perfectly empathetic and, uh, rec- you know, help us to, to not feel like we're alone. And that's one of the things that Satan does. He gets us, al- makes us feel alone, lonely. Loneliness is his, his biggest, I think, biggest tool, one of his biggest tools. So self uh, worthlessness and loneliness. So, so that my mission president actually was the one that first introduced that idea to me. As I said, how can I feel good about what's happening in my life? I asked him, um, in passing one day, it's, this is really difficult, whatever was happening at the time. And he said, you can always rejoice in the atonement of Christ. That was his answer. You can always look up and say the atonement happened and I can rejoice in this moment, no matter how dark and how horrible life is in the moment and that's what he was teaching me to be able to be able to have a simple moment of worship be able to for a moment close that re- reality and that ideal what we want and just say the ideal is that Jesus suffered for me and for all of us and that's my reality in the moment and that's an ideal and i'm simply worshiping and i'm rejoicing in Christ even though this is really really bad and I know that through this incredible, incredibly difficult situation um, with myself or with a loved one, that through this, that the reconciliation that takes place, the closing of the gap that will happen at some point down the road, whenever it is, will be glorious and beautiful. So if it's not until the judgment seat, when our spouse or our child or ourselves Uh, Comes to appreciate the Savior and love Him and 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 bow before Him and kneel and say thank you for all You've done for me. If it's not until that moment, then okay, but it will. I think it will happen for a lot of people that will be surprised because the Savior is so loving. He's going to reach and constantly encourage. And I think if for those people that don't want to be with Him, yes, they'll probably go away. But I think most people will be overcome by His amazing love at some point. So.
0: Leo, I'm glad we we did this second episode uh, talking more about closing the gap i uh I have never ever looked at it that way and and when when you said, okay, when we can close that gap for in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, once we close that gap, it's we have the an ideal look and then you said oh when 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 something happens like a death in the family, then that gap will open up or I'm like, oh gosh, okay, so we're constantly, and like I did earlier, I was doing a little bit of an e- an exercise <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you for speaking to that and, and 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 I'm so grateful uh that you came. I know that you don't live really close by, mm-hmm. and that uh during this trip you you decided to come and because because right at the beginning of this, I think when we were starting this podcast and uh, we reached out to you. I reached out to you or Rachel reached out to you. I, I can't remember how we got in contact mm-hmm. about this specific podcast. And, and then we started messaging and, and you just, you, you said, Hey, can you talk? And I'm like, sure I can talk. I mean, okay, I, I, sure. I, I'd love to talk. Cause it was just like, like, okay, great. Like, I just the the fact that you'd take time to talk to me yeah <laughs> and and i think we talked for an hour or two <laughs> and and it, it was really amazing cuz i had never, i hadn't talked to anyone who had gone through you know and i don't think you know if, if i'm going to call my faith crisis right was as deep you know as as yours or different than yours or okay here i go comparing again i'm just going to say you you've been through faith struggles mm-hmm. and life yeah. struggles. Yeah. And I was so grateful that you were you you talked to me and we've talked a few times. And so I um I have felt that love and support from you. And I'm so, you know, just incredibly grateful that, you know, I had you in my life at that moment. And at this moment. And and it's just and now that you're here and, <laughs> and we're talking about, I, I feel like this, this topic has been so helpful to me. Um, and, okay. and I'm, and I'm going to try to apply some, I'm, I'm probably going to have to listen to this myself a couple times in my <laughs> car or something or in my headphones. And so I hope this helps our listeners and viewers out there. And, and before we close, do you have any final thoughts, Leo?
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, um, this principle, uh, of closing the gap, applies in everything. I mean, if you think about it, like uh, a job, you know, um, my, my current job is not the ideal, right? It's the reality is, ah, it's my, my boss comes over and leans over my cubicle wall and says, how's it going? When are you getting that, get that done? You know, that's not ideal, right? Micromanagement or whatever's happening. It happens. So how do we make these I mean, we can always fight for a better situation, right? And we don't have to always just say, oh, this is going to be my, my realities. I'm going to just force it to be ideal because sometimes it's not like there's situations that are not, no matter how much, you know, glitter we try to pour on top of a really ugly situation, sometimes it's just not going to work, right? It's just not an ideal situation. So of course we have to kind of learn to adjust and learn to fix problems and resolve issues and. But we can try to be more optimistic, and I would just suggest with uh, with our loved ones. So to close out, a message for those listening who are members of the church, who are uh, faithful, trying to be faithful, and who have loved ones around them who are struggling with the church or with uh, faith in, in God or whatever it is. Um, so I think that, uh, of course, there's lots of good um, advice out there about listening, trying to learn from them. Walking with them and, and journeying with them, but I think the 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 whole uh, conversation that we've had about closing this gap, we have these this gap in our relationships that's formed when someone stops be, stops believing the same way that we do. Um, when there's a change in beliefs, it's it's crazy. Like even political changes, you know, like people that that begin to believe very differently politically, can create this big gap and, in our, our relationships because. I can't, you know, associate closely with someone who supports this political candidate, whatever, um, is an example. I can't support uh, someone or associate with someone who is so different in their beliefs now about the church or whatever. And that's a gap in our relationships. And it's very painful, very difficult. Um, And so we have to learn how to learn, uh, try to find ways to close that gap. And uh, we may never be able to close it perfectly because, you know, I have a a dear loved one who um, I won't probably be able to go to the temple with in this life. And that's really sad for me. And that's going to be a gap that I'm going to have to deal with, right? They're not, uh, they don't believe in the church. They've left the church. And so I won't be able to go and sit in the slush room with this loved one and and feel that connection with them, that relationship building moment. I'm not going to have that. So, How am I going to be able to close that gap in that relationship and find ways to connect with that person, to love them uh, fully and help make sure they feel loved and connect with them in other meaningful ways? So that's my encouragement is to walk with our loved ones when they're doubting, when they're having changes in beliefs, is to find ways to walk with them, connect with them, to learn with them, uh, to listen to them, and to encourage them gently Uh, If you're trying to encourage a loved one, a child or a spouse, uh, trying to minister to them to return to belief, we can do those things, but we need to do it gently with the spirit, with meekness, and never be um, overly preachy or or demanding or passive-aggressive, demeaning. And we sometimes operate in a place of fear and anxiety and and frustration, and and it can be a very... Uh, difficult situation for us as believers when we have a non-believing uh, spouse or a child or someone we care about. So we have to find ways to kind of set those things aside uh, and find ways to connect with those people and love them and love them unconditionally the best, the best that we can. I know it's difficult, but those are my final thoughts for those who are struggling with that gap in relationships, to try to close it uh, the best way you can uh, and through loving them and And finding ways to connect, Um, I believe in the celestial kingdom. I believe that we will have a chance to live with our loved ones forever. Um, But that's the celestial kingdom. Eternal life is the same thing as relationships. Relationships are everything. Um, What we do, what we think, you know, who we become—all that's great. But it doesn't matter if we don't have beautiful, uh, binding relationships. And so let's work now to build relationships at all costs, whatever it takes, build relationships. You have to set boundaries, people that are abusive or hurting you or whatever. Yes, of course. So, you know, stay healthy, everyone. But if there's someone who's close to you, who needs to be close to you, and they're not abusive, um, then please do everything we can to build those relationships. I think it's really, really, really important. Because when the time comes, when someone we, we care about um, says, "Hey, maybe I'll try the church again," if we have that relationship, it makes it so much easier. If we've if we've damaged it through condescending talk or or you know judgmental attitude, even though we don't really mean to, but they feel judged, we have to say we have to maybe come out and explicitly explicitly tell people that we that are in our families or our loved ones say, "I'm not judging you." I love you no matter what, (laughs) wherever you go, I will be there hand in hand, um, no matter what, I love you. I'm here, here to be with you. And if we said that that direct language and we mean it and we act upon it, then those relationships, um, that will be everything for us in the next life. So really, really important.
0: Hmm. Thank you, Leo. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks for watching or listening uh this might be the last time you see leo with red glasses here
1: (laughs) maybe blue next time oh
0: yes oh my gosh that would be so fun
1: every time i come i'll bring a different okay
0: (laughs) yes okay we can look forward to that oh man maybe we can have a separate playlist for the different colors of leo's
1: glasses and we'll coordinate (laughs) like hey what color glasses do you want to wear this time
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd be so fun yes yes okay and uh, and thank you for listening or watching. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. but l- Let us know in the comments. Give Leo some love for the red glasses. Uh, how amazing is that? Uh, and if you had any uh, future suggestions on colors for us to wear, uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments too. <laughs> or if you want to make more of a serious comment in the uh, about what we've talked about, uh, we're we're here for you. We'll, we want to support you, and uh, yeah. we're glad that you're you've you've joined us here on the podcast. Uh, wherever you are today. And um, we'll see you later. This is a Saints Unscripted original podcast and is hosted and executive produced by me, Jacob Watson, and Saints Unscripted. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll catch you next time.